Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, the Talent Surgery, the Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to FinTech Focus TV and podcast series. We love to celebrate the FinTech businesses that have the big ideas and those that are making waves in their fields. Today, I am joined by Avtar Singh Sira, the CEO and Chief Product Architect of Nivora. Nivora delivers technology solutions that digitize and automate key processes in capital markets. Avtar has a PhD in theoretical physics and research experience in quantitative compu computational engineering. Since leaving academia, Avtar has held leadership positions in investment banking and consulting, specializing in financial engineering, quant risk management, structuring, and product management. Avtar is also a director and advisor for a number of startups in finance and healthcare that leverage quant methods, analytics, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, all across Europe and Asia. So today we're going to learn all about Nivora. So welcome Avtar, it's great to have you here on an episode with us. Thank you Nadia, um, pleasure to be here. So it would be wonderful if you could start up by telling us uh, the real ins and outs of your business. Sure, so uh, when we started this company a few years ago, you know I came from uh, the capital markets, it's, it's actually uh, one of the the last areas of, of true innovation uh, and digitization. You know, over the last 20, 30 years, we've, um, we've seen a lot of change in the retail space, in, um, in entertainment, uh, even in retail banking. I think the capital market, while there's been very specific changes uh, by supplying enterprise technology uh, to investment banks internally, there hasn't been any uh, true digitization on how uh, clients interact with the uh, banks uh, and how the whole end-to-end -end sort of flow uh, takes place. Uh, when we started, our job was um, uh, to focus on that. How do we digitize and automate the end-to-end -end process? And while capital markets is huge, we didn't want to like focus on everything and anything. So we thought, let's take a, a very specific area, an area that we have some expertise and that's uh, primary markets. How do transactions get done? Uh, and how does that data uh, from those transactions flow into internal systems and external services? So that's essentially what we focus on. Amazing. Um, and I think it's really interesting how you're talking about that digitization, because it's definitely something that everyone's starting to talk about now. And you guys seem ahead of the, ahead of the rest on it. So that kind of takes me to my next question um, in terms of what you think Navora does that sets you apart from your competition and other people doing similar things in the marketplace? Yeah, um, so 
we are completely focused on creating a um, solution uh, that enables digitization of a process. So how do you take a process that's quite manual uh, and quite uh, paper heavy, but you start utilizing uh, technology for that process? Uh, that will be the whole process of like digitization. And then, the, and then once you've started to, to digitize the process and you have all the, the data and the documents in a, um, a form that can be easily communicated with a variety of organizations and people, the next step is how do you then start, start automating it? That means removing the manual intervention. Now, the key aspect is while there's a lot of other organizations that try to do that, um, they are focused on a very specific and a hard-coded sort of a workflow solution for supporting transactions or supporting some kind of uh, a workflow within primary markets. We're not trying to hard code a solution. We are trying to create a generic piece of technology that can be configured for any party. So for example, you can configure the solution uh, in such a way that it can support the interaction between a, the dealer and an issuer. And uh, it can also be configured for a post trade module. Uh, it's essentially a true low code solution that you can actually configure and uh, set up and even integrate into your internal systems to simulate a, a, a current process, but in a digital form. So you can control permissions and you can control interactions, you can do what, but then you can increasingly actually automate uh, the, the manual activities. Yeah, fantastic. And I think, I think that's really, really um, useful to hear that because there are so many different solutions out there in the marketplace that, that actually are incredibly complex to do that integration. So it's great to hear that this is a real focus of yours to make, to make that simpler. So tell us a bit about the light bulb moment for you and Nivora. Sure. So um, there's a lot of companies that try to say, you know, look, we're going to create a marketplace and we're going to get all the parties uh, on, on our platform to enable them to interact allow them to execute transactions and get that, that data into other places. The problem with that is, you know, creating a single ecosystem where everybody goes into is, uh, is quite, um, uh, it's not just a, a challenge, but it's actually uh, infeasible to actually try to do that. Uh, I think what really uh, will drive change in this industry is, uh, and we realize this very early on, we cannot uh, be focused on trying to lock people in into a single solution. You know, you can't uh, say, look, everybody needs to use this technology and everybody needs to put their documentation into this standard form that only our solution can uh, be utilized. Trying to lock uh, an industry into a single platform is what has prevented, I think, this industry from uh, evolving and digitizing. We took a very different approach. We said, actually, let's try to take a more like an open approach. How do we create a standard that everybody agrees to and they say, you know what, this is an open standard, it's like the internet. Um, going from the internet to the World Wide Web, uh, a standard had to be agreed and, uh, and everybody started to utilize that. The World Wide Web uh, was developed as a result of that. Uh, and that standard was HTML and uh, HTTP, is how do people communicate and what is the f form of that communication? So we essentially developed this uh, standard called GLML general purpose legal markup language. How do law firms, the dealers, issuers, et cetera, how do they structure their, their documentation in a form and using a taxonomy of, of tags that could be standardized and completely open 
and it allows people to interact and communicate with each other without them using or everybody using the same uh, technology. Uh, that's essentially how we sort of approach the problem. And then, you know, and that sort of taxonomy, that structure that we created, we said, we don't own it. Anyone else can go away and develop on it. Anyone can actually utilize that in their own technology. We have even created a, a word plugin that allows you to tag up uh, your document, you know, just by clicking on areas in the document, highlighting something, and it allows a tag to be implemented. And ultimately, once you have the form that you need for whatever system that you want to utilize, it just happens to be that uh, you can also convert that into a form that could be utilized in the Nevora system. And uh, in the Nevora system, uh, it gets converted to a particular form that we can then absorb as well. And then people can utilize our technology, but you can just as well convert that into, I don't know, um, any form that you might want to plug into your, your solution, which is not a Nevora technology as well. Mm. Amazing. That's really, really good to hear. Um, and I suppose that really links to our next question around the biggest challenges that you have overcome as a business. Now, obviously, it's really relevant right now that I'm asking this question. We're, we're recording this um, to be published for February 2021. So it'd be really good to hear those challenges, but also how you've overcome them. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I think um, from the very beginning, as I said, uh, the documentation in this place is quite complex. So putting it in a structure that could be machine readable, that the machine, the technology can actually understand, okay, this means this, this means this, is the first uh, step. Mm. And ultimately, once you've got that, that data, how do you structure it in a form that could be sent to other stakeholders in a transaction? So like a paying agent or to a clearing system, et cetera. You know, all of these uh, uh, transformations of the data was a, an a initial challenge that we had to overcome. But once we have the data standards, uh, then doing the conversions becomes a little easier. So, so that's something that we overcame uh, quite early on. Like now that's uh, being um, uh, replicated by a number of organizations, but ultimately that's one of the challenges that we sort of try to solve for uh, in the early days. And, uh, and we're, we're quite ahead in terms of how do we do that and how do we get the data to a variety of stakeholders. Mm. Now, in terms of as we go forward and as we start deploying these solutions, one of the biggest challenges is while cloud is a popular way of deploying these solutions and cloud is probably the way forward in the future, uh, cloud doesn't necessarily mean like a public cloud. It could be a private cloud run by um, an investment bank uh, or, and, and actually operated by them. But then once it gets like, deployed on there, how do they integrate this with the other services which are actually on premises? So actually deploying and integrating these kinds of technologies with the other, other solutions is I think one of the key complexities that we had to manage. For example, not everybody wants to sign up to a, um, a software as a service a platform where there's a lot of people there uh, that can just go on there and get credentials. Sometimes banks want to have a proprietary solution that they can utilize for their own internal workflow management, but that gets plugged into their internal CRM solutions and user management solutions where they can use single sign-on. And, and these kinds of technological solutions and concepts we had to sort of overcome uh, and this is uh, all the stuff I'm talking about are all the t technical aspects that we have to overcome. Mm. The other side of it is obviously 
uh, as we went from a startup to a more large organization, transitioning the company from just three or four people to 50 people was a tough challenge over the last few years. And, uh, you know, as a startup, as you grow, you know, you always make uh, hiring mistakes, you make organizational mistakes, and how do you correct but keep going? These are the kind of things that we had to learn. So, you know, while yes, technical issues that, you know, you'd always expect a tech startup to overcome tech issues. I think overcoming sometimes the organizational issues is just as tough sometimes as you, as you get larger and you do other complex projects. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's really, really important that you've highlighted both sides of that coin. But I can imagine any of the technologists listening to this today, they'll find the challenges that you've overcome really exciting to listen to. Um, and I, I can imagine a lot of people would love to have been part of that. Now tell us a bit more about um, the global fintech scope um, that you have. I'm really interested to hear. So the way I always like describe uh, our scope is there's uh, something that is now over the last few years has been an emerging trend. Um, you know, it's been going on for a while now in other areas, in other industries. It's uh, the low code development world. How do you take a piece of technology and you configure it to do something, uh, to do something else? Uh, you know, we've probably all seen um, tools online where you can drag and drop uh, things onto a screen and then you can actually create a web page without any coding. So we've all seen that. Uh, when we started Nevora, we had the vision of doing that uh, for a capital markets workflow tool. How can an IT team uh, in a, a investment bank drag and drop things and create a very complex transactional workflow tool uh, to manage their uh, transaction lifecycle for bonds, you know, to start with like uh, EMTNs, commercial paper, syndicated trades, et cetera, and then slowly transition to other types of instruments as well. So ultimately, how do you configure and, and deploy a solution uh, without any coding? Uh, and, and, you know, obviously to get to the no coding part, you have to start with the, the minimum coding part. So this is why where we are right now, we call it the low code development uh, um, strategy by creating a solution that can be configured with very minimum coding. So you can actually set up what your workflow looks like, what the key phases are in a workflow, who has uh, access to various things, what kinds of like documentation you utilize, what kinds of uh, interactions and where the data goes, what transformations are there. You can configure all of that during the runtime of the platform. You don't need to take it down. You don't need to compile things. You can actually fully configure with zero downtime. And ultimately, that's essentially our scope, to create a solution that can be deployed with uh, the minimum level of uh, uh, configuration and uh, complexity. So an IT team for a bank can set something up and support their transaction teams front to back to interact with their clients. Yeah, and I think that will 100% um, set you apart. It's really interesting to hear because you know, there, there are so many solutions for different things across the whole of the marketplace, but having such a clear focus on that, that low downtime, low code, it's, re it's really, really unique that you've come so far with it. So tell us a bit more about your plans for 2021 and beyond. 
So uh, the one thing that we've been sort of developing in um, the background and, you know, we've started to test it now in the US and various other jurisdictions is we, we know that not everyone is going to start their journey using digital documentation. So people are not going to type stuff in always and expect the documentation to be created. Sometimes they create the documentation offline. They agree something with someone else. Uh, they, they draft a term sheet. And then they've got that now. How do they get that into our system? You know, we don't want people to type stuff in. So we've actually been developing um, uh, tools like artificial intelligence tools to uh, extract information from complex documentation and then populate our workflows. So essentially, uh, if an organization deploys that technology for front to back transaction management, it doesn't matter how they get the initial data it can be fed into the system either through the manual entry if they want to like, directly import and agree things to, uh, straight into the system. They can do that through an API so they can feed that into, into the system through structured data feed or this new advanced lump module that we've developed where if they've agreed something in a form that's been signed off, scanned and input into the system, they can feed in uh, an image of uh, the document. Our system will uh, conduct OCR, uh, extract the data, do um, candidate identification and feed that into the system. So, so that level of um, advancement on the three ways of getting the data into the system, I think is gonna be a game changer for some of our clients where some of them are saying, yeah, we would use it a lot more if we didn't have to type in uh, information that we've agreed offline. So, so that's going to be a game changer. And with that sort of technology, we're pushing quite heavily uh, across various jurisdictions in the US in particular, where there's a lot of this activity going on offline and they want to feed it in to the system for their operational purposes. But that becomes a bit of an overhead to agree something and then type it into our system and then to manage it there. But ultimately, this would allow a seamless interaction to allow something to happen offline, feed it into our system, and that would then feed it uh, automatically into all the other areas of the transaction lifecycle. Wow, wow. So there's so much that's going to be, uh, that's going to be done to progress things forward. So it's so exciting to hear all about that. Um, it's been absolutely brilliant to learn more about who you are as a person, who you are as a business and and what your goals are and what the mission is and and just all of those challenges that you are you are just taking in your stride so it's been brilliant to learn about everything thank you so much for joining us on fintech focus thank you nadia it's been a pleasure to be here <laughs>